Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each week, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and tells us about, well, whatever they want to talk about. Today, I have with me from New York City, my very special guest, Joe Gonzalez. Joe, how are you doing today? Hey, Lee, how's it going? It's, it's going fantastic. And, and, and in true New York style, you've got the cafe uh, noise in the background. And that's, you know, that's just adds character to the, to the discussion. And this is Lee After Dark, after all, right? I mean, it's either that or you're going to hear uh, the background of the gym, and that's going to be way, way louder. <laughs> Ooh, the grunts and groans. No. Oh, we got that. So, all right. Well, very cool. The rules are simple, Joe. You've got 20 minutes to talk about anything you want except your business. If got you're it. successful, you'll have five minutes after work to pitch your full head off. <laughs> but each time you slip up, you'll lose one minute of time at the end to tell us about your offer. Got it? I get one demerit. Gotcha. A demerit. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, you ready? Sure. All right. Well, let's start the timer. And go who are you and what are we getting into for the next 20 minutes all right cool so uh my name is joe gonzalez uh clearly i live in new york city and about maybe 10 years ago i got into uh, a bit of a hobby that became more of a, a very serious hobby okay and that's uh chinese martial arts so i was always curious like i was always a huge fan of bruce lee way back when when i was like you know five like everyone else sure and but there was something in me that always could say like you know what I don't want to just go to like the whatever uh, martial arts studio is opening up down the block. Like I was very, very discerning even back then. I said, I don't want to go to somebody unless I know that they're the real deal. Okay. So I was visiting a friend of mine in his salsa class and I actually dragged him to that salsa class originally. And I met this guy that, that taught like Chinese martial arts and I didn't know anything at the time. I just knew like Taiji or whatever. Okay. And this guy looked at my footwork and he was like, huh, you know, you could be a really, really good fighter. And I had never gotten in the ring before. I never even thought about it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So he has me come into one of his classes on Friday. And it's like this two, two man partner exercise, right? And so I say like, dude, does this stuff really work? Like, I don't, I don't think that this stuff can really, you know, hold its own. And he said, do you want to try me? And, you know, in typical New York fashion, I said, sure. So <laughs> you yeah, gotta, why not? Uh, I, let me set you the, the, the backdrop for this. So we were in a, like a traditional, like an herbal uh, kind of store. Like they sold like herbs. Like if you go to like acupuncture, like they, they give you a prescription, you go get oh, your okay. herbs at the store. Right. Okay. So I was like at an herbal store and it was after hours and it was just me and him. I guess it was like he had just started up like promoting, you know, his classes or whatever. For whatever reason, I was the only guy there. And the backdrop is just like this like really strong smell and just it's just me and him and it's like you know getting dark outside. So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, let's let's go for it. Okay. So I lunge at this dude and I feel like I'm in a washing machine. Like I'm tumbling around and then he, he places me on the floor. He doesn't throw me, he doesn't slam me, he places me gently on the floor like a kitten. Right. And then I look up at him and I'm like, Can you do that again? Right? Because it might be a fluke, right? I, I don't I don't want to admit that I just don't know what I'm doing. So I, I give it the good old college go and I bum rush him again and same thing, almost in the exact same place. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? There might be something to this stuff. So uh, I started off initially just training that particular style with him. Uh, and this is known as Ili Chuen. 
Okay. Uh, it's, if for people that don't know what that is, imagine Tai Chi, they do push hands, but more often than not, you're going to get punched or slapped during the course of a training drill. Uh, okay. So much more, wow. much more pressure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I did that for maybe about five or six months. And then he said, you know, this is really good for like close, close quarter stuff, but you need to learn how to bridge. And so he also taught another martial art, which was like a sister style. Not really, but you know, it's, it's lumped in the same family. And that was called Singi Chuen or like intention fist, shape intention boxing. Okay. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And you know, I'm going to believe whatever you say because you completely housed me the first time I met you. And I trained with him in that style. And the interesting thing about it was that he wasn't stressing uh, muscular tension. Like he wasn't saying like you have to be stronger, you have to be faster. It was really about okay. coordination. It was really about um, how can you how can you figure out how to do this movement with the least amount of muscle and force as possible, okay. so that you can deliver the most amount of force possible. And you know, in the beginning, it was just these forms, and I'm like, I, again, I was like, I don't know if this is, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna work. And, you know, every now and then like, he would see that and then he would show us like applications and demonstrations. And I swear to God, it felt like you were getting hit with a brick, even when he would stop his shots. Right. So it's kind of like, like I've been hit by like boxers. I've been hit by Muay Thai people. Uh, but this was something different. Like the shot penetrated way more. And it was you go and register in your head. And you're like, you know what? I don't ever want to get hit like that again. Like that was more of the sentiment. Like if you get hit with a boxer, like a Golden Gloves guy, um, like it sucks, right? But, but like it, with this, is, is this one of those like you you get hit so hard your brain and gets have a headache, right? It's That's it's sort of different because oh, like okay. when when you get hit, when you get punched, or when you get kicked, like there's there's a certain like reaction that's normal. It's like, oh, that like that really hurt, right? right? But then there's something else where it's like it's much more penetrating. Like your will right. to fight sometimes gets stopped, or like your nervous system kind of just like spazzes out. Um, and that's kind of what, what it was like. So he did that in terms of like the grappling and the control aspect, they threw me to the ground. Uh, but when he hit, when he struck or when he showed us the power, I was like, yeah, that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> Cause he could do that with every part of his body, like his elbow, his shoulder, his hip. It was like, they were literally all weapons that he had at his disposal. So I trained with him for a few years and uh, we competed, like he had all of us compete after about a year or so. He says, you know, you guys need to know if you can use this or not. So uh, I won my first fight. I knocked the guy out of the ring in the first exchange and then just, you know, chased him around the ring. Uh, I lost my last one because the guy had just tremendous reach. And I really loved the intricacy of the art. Like I loved how his approach was really go out and practice, spar with whoever you can. And if something doesn't work, we'll come back and we'll troubleshoot it. So it wasn't this whole blind faith of like, we have like superior technology, it's this mysterious art form and it's, mm -hmm. it's very dangerous, we can't practice it. Like, no, you have to learn how to use this. So I really loved that approach to it. Okay. And over the years, I wanted to go like, all right, well, where did this style come from? Because I'm very much interested in like, you know, the root issue. Like where, where do these things come from? That, that, yes, that is true. <laughs> so I, I was like, all right. Yes. So I kept researching and uh, I found, so the funny thing is I actually was Googling it and in, in, in Mandarin, when you're writing it out, there's like a, the Roman, romanticized uh, letters like pinyin. So there's a character and then there's the English letters that are trying to describe the sound. Okay. So for sing, it's X-I-N-G. For sing, it's X-I-N. 
So it was like three in the morning one one night, and I misspelled Sing with a G. I just I dropped a G, and I found this dude's website in Flushing. And I'm like, what is this? So then I googled a little bit more about it, and like this was the the style that originated the other two styles that came from it. So there was Dai family Sing, and then Sing trend, which is what I used to study, which was like they came after Dai family. So it was like two generations above. Wow. And up until I'd say the 1980s or so, it was only taught within the Chinese Muslim community. Okay. Wow. So, so it's, it's, yeah, it, it was not easy to come across uh, at a, up until a certain date. So I went out there and the, the, the style looked very different. Like I looked at it and I'm like, I, I don't know if you can use this to fight. Like if, if you check out the clip that I sent you, it looks almost like you're dancing. It looks almost like a performing art and it's all almost exclusively solo practice. So it's like, how are you going to use this to do anything? And, you know, I, I didn't say anything. I was just curious. So I sat and, and I observed the class. It turns out the teacher doesn't speak any English. So he only speaks Mandarin and Shanghainese. And I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's figure out what, what's going on here. And I watched the first class and there was like, there was a very subtle confidence with what he was, uh, with what he was teaching. And I saw some of his older students and they moved really, really well. And I couldn't quite place it. I'm like, there's something here, but I can't quite, can't quite put my, my finger on it. And I went back for a second week and he's not one to really demo at full speed. He kind of just says, Hey, do this because this is your level. You don't just pick up this foot and do this. Like it's a very, very basic, like, like almost anyone could mimic what he was doing. Gotcha. But when he explains stuff, like when he talks about when he used to fight when he was younger, when he talks about like the old days, right? Like he gets very excited talking about like fighting and hitting people and, and doing stuff. And so when he gets into it, his eyes changed. Like he gets a glimmer in his eye and then he actually goes through some of the movements. And when he did it the first time, it was almost like so quick that I didn't catch it. Like he changed and he pivoted his weight and he turned around like he was going to strike somebody. And it was like, I've never seen anyone move that way before. And he's 65. Like he's not, he's not young. 65. Right? Yeah. He sure. looks like he's in his forties and he moves. And he's probably the best movement that I've seen ever, you know? Uh, and I've trained, like I've gone and I've seen like, you know, Portal is like a gymnastics coach or gymnastics style teacher out in uh, overseas, but this guy was something else. And I was like, all right, there's something here. Like, I want to see what it is. And in the beginning, it was just faith. And I met one of his, a student that stuck around with him for about 10 years. And we kind of like played after class and I was like, Hey, well, you know, like, how, what does this look like after, after that amount of time? And we were, there was like a staircase going down the, the retirement home where we practice and we have class, right? So it's perfect, <laughs> a perfect backdrop for this. And we were at the bottom of the stairs. And I said, like, you know, how would this, how would you use this in like close quarters? And he planted his feet and said, all right, we're just going to show you with the rotation. He rotated his waist and he used his arms like in some of the forms. And I swear to God, he nicked me. Like he just barely nicked me, but it felt like he had stabbed me in the forearm with a blade. And wow. it was one of those, like, it, it hit me, like, it, it nicked my forearm. And I think, like, I lurched forward from the impact. And the next, um, the next arm swing would have, like, would have just, like, shattered my jaw. But he stopped, like, at the last second. Wow. And I'm like, so 
my original hypothesis was that the teacher had this kind of power. Like I thought that this is what the teacher was like. And I was like, so I asked him, and this is what floored me. He said, I said, so is this more or less what you know Master Chenkin did? And he's like, oh, are you kidding me? No, I, when we spar, I don't last three moves against him. I'll get one off, but maybe two, but the third one, I'm on the ground. And I'm like, you hit as hard or harder than my last teacher. And you've only been wood chipper. Right, right. It's literally, it's literally what it feels like. Whenever you fight someone in these families, whether it's Sydney or Sydney, it's like, it's literally like you're putting your hand inside of a lawn bowler. Wow. That's what it feels like because once you engage and once they, once they have contact with you, it's like you're getting sucked in and you're, you're helpless. And I would imagine that they're expending far less energy. Far less than, energy. Than, than you are. It, 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 it keeps bringing back the, the concept of Wu Wei. Right. Uh, which, is, which is not do nothing but non-force. Right. Uh, taking the, the path of, of water, if you will. You sure. Know, you know, sure. Water, water wins not by, not by will, but by working around what it has to get around. Yeah, and it's, it's, go ahead. It's a, it's a big thing, like, and I'm wondering, like, well, how do, how do they do this? Because I know they don't do a lot of sparring. Like, uh, Master Shen even says, like, you know, don't, don't do that first. Get, train these things enough. So the whole idea with uh, so it's like heart, intentions, it's harmonies. The whole idea with that is that there are 24 shapes. In our lineage, there's 24 shapes, 24 movies. Okay. And the, they call these ba, so there's no real translation for that word, but ba can be used like as a container, almost. It's not the way it's translated, but it's the general idea for the purposes of this. Okay. Uh, and so you think of it as this container, and you have a, a, a a coordination that you have to learn within this container. The coordination isn't important, but the coordination forces you to discover a feeling, a sense of integration within the movement, and that allows you to find a way to transmit and issue force. But there's a rhythm that's there. There's a necessary uh, rhythm. So if, if you put too much energy in the beginning, if you put too much strength, uh, there's a thing, there's a phrase that they throw around like dirty, dirty strength or unrefined strength. And they have a word for that. And so they say, like, don't use this. You have to, you know, in the beginning, use it, you know, get tired, but use it to the point that you're so tired that now you have to figure out how to use something else. And that was an idea that our old teacher had for us. It's like, how did you figure out how to generate power in this kind of state? And what he had to do when we were into in the class, he said, all right, cool. For half of the class, you're going to hold the pad and you're going to hit it. And then at the halfway point, you're going to switch. So the idea is that could you do this for an hour or for several hours? Okay. And that's wow. the idea is like you're getting rid of how you think it should be done. Because a lot of people come in and they see like a, an arm do this and they think it's a strike. And it's like, it's not a strike. What you're doing is you're learning how to coordinate your entire body together. So that's that when you transition and change, now you're able to issue energy in a variety of it's not about the hands and the feet necessarily. Awesome. Okay. That is that is absolutely very cool. Now, one thing that, that you mentioned is that you really wanted to impress upon our listeners that you know that that this isn't what you see in the movies. Right, right. You know, uh, you know why is it that why is that so important for you? So 
for me, it's that people have these expectations of what it's like to train these things, what it's like, what it should look like. Um, And a lot of this will go from what I've heard from my current teacher. It's like says, one fights are one from a very real perspective. Fights are just never that long. You know, a real fight is never that long. It's never that pretty. It's never that uh, coordinated or whatever. <laughs> um, it's ugly. It's messy and it's fast. It's over before you know it. Right. Uh, and he says, for a lot of those things, for the people that have this kind of skill, like you can really mess somebody up. Uh, he was retelling a story of when he was younger. He had gotten into a fight and he smashed. Uh, he smashed his fist on someone's forehead and the guy would start like moving out uh, through his nose a couple hours later. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was kind of yeah, like saying like, yeah, so it's like what, what, we, what we understand is fighting on a, on a technical level mm-hmm. um, isn't what was taught at some point. Because for them, it's you think of this idea of like, what is the basic skill that you can you can someone so that they can hit hard? Well, learning how to be more efficient, right? Learn how right. to stand really efficiently. Learn how to walk. Learn how to shift weight. Do all this stuff really, really clean, like right. to a level. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, borrow from the Doctor Strange moment to a level hitherto unseen before. There you in, go. In, right. Uh, so the idea is that Kung Fu is not Chinese martial arts. It's not this umbrella term for Chinese way of fighting. Kung was a very specific skill. Uh, it had to do with uh, body integration. It had to do with a certain level of emotional uh, stability. So it's, it's even in the name, Sini. Sini is heart, ease, and tension. But if you combine them together, there's a bunch of different ways to interpret that. Ah, okay. So now it's like, if we even said, like, if you just go in and you try to do the practice and you just try to be correct and you try to do it right, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a healthy way to do it, to, to get better at something, right? Just to try to do it as best you can. But he said, there has to be an appropriate attitude. There has to be an appropriate emotional component going into it because if you just mimic the external shape, you will only reach a very, very low level. It's about mm. having this seriousness when you practice. Like, you're still paying attention, but it's like a child practicing. You'll see kids playing tag. Like they'll play tag and they'll be sure. very into it. They'll be very invested. But when it's like, you know, the lunch break comes or, or, or mom calls you home, it's like, no, 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 no. Now it's done. They can put it in a box and they can go and, and do something else. Right. So that's something that a lot of us lose as we get older, too. Sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So there has to be this playfulness. It's like it's almost like you're you're flirting with this idea that you're practicing with, saying like, so there's a rhythm here. What's the rhythm? He's like, oh, he said this about this other shape, but he always says it's applied universally. So he says, how can I plug this into this thing, even though it may not be the same on the surface? So exactly. A lot of investigation. He says like, if you start to practice this style, this style will this practice will become your life. So I didn't realize what he was talking about until maybe a few months ago, where I finally started to feel some stuff. Not like, I don't have any real skill in that department, but it's like I could start to feel some of the stuff he was describing. And so now, when you do it correctly, it feels good. Like it's, a very, it's one of those very addictive things that you want to do it all the time. So like I'm walking to the subway or whatever, and I'll practice like a piece of the arm movement. Or I'll try to find that same coordination, that rhythm that he's talking about. Like the rhythm is the most important thing. The timing is the most important thing. Because if you have the rhythm, the coordination doesn't have to be perfect. But the rhythm, it's like there's a there's a there's a wave that you have to learn to feel before you can ride it. Right. 
it's a, it, the, the, it becomes an intelligence of its own, right? Absolutely. In, in, a, in, in, in a way, so you know, it's you know, as as it's everything. And one of the things that I, I really enjoy about martial arts and Eastern thought is that you know, everything is nothing is as simple as it seems, and yet, and yet the whole idea, if you follow it through, is to bring you back to the beginning. Sure. To begin Absolutely. to bring you back to that simplicity, and and uh, you know, and, and, and Buddhist monks will, are great at, at, at kidding us back into reality, into the natural state. And I think it's a little bit what you are talking about in physical form is that you're talking about the natural actions, the sure. natural movements of the body that create enormous force, and it's it's all these things that we put into it to try to make it better that essentially weaken us. Right. Right. Like they have this idea, they have this saying that gets uh, that gets used a lot. It's like it's like adding uh, legs to a snake. Ah. You know? A snake <laughs> is a snake is fine just the way it is, and we're we're trying to improve upon it because we think we know better. And and that's that's really what gets us in a lot of trouble. Like we think we know better. We think that our experience is the supreme experience, and so we try to add things that have no business being there in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you know what? With that said, you have successfully completed the Lee After Dark Challenge. Yay! You know, so oh, that's it. That's it. I know, that was Fast. 20 minutes, dude. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I was just like, really already? We're doing that? Okay. You didn't so, have to do it, did you? <laughs> I, I, I had no doubt in my mind. So, all right. So, uh, I'm keeping my end of the bargain. You've got up to five minutes to pitch your full head off. So, if you want to talk about your business, an offer you got going on, how to get in touch with you, it's yours. Sure. Uh, I'll just tell people about what I what I do. I don't think it, it counts as a pitch, but here goes. Um, so, my name is Joe Gonzalez. Uh, I am a motor skills coach. And what I do is I coach people with movement and help them overcome a lot of the pitfalls associated with getting older. So if that's lower chronic lower back tension, hip issues, knee issues, what have you, or if you just you just feel like uh, you know your body's starting to betray you and all of a sudden these things start popping up, like all of a sudden my knee, all of a sudden my back. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not all of a sudden. It's based on skill. It's based on learning how to deal with gravity, much like the old Chinese martial arts. It's learning how to appropriately breathe, which is one of the hardest things in the world. Uh, and a lot of what I do focuses on the nervous system. So your brain needs specific inputs to create efficient movement patterns. Better ingredients get you better cake. So I teach you how to get those better ingredients. Uh, and if you want to reach out and find me, uh, you can visit my website, www.mayforestrength.com. That's M-E-J-O-R. Uh, Instagram is at Strength. You can find me on LinkedIn, Joseph F. Gonzalez. And I think that's all of my social media. So I do remote coaching as well if you're not in the New York City area. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I can just tell you, uh, just from following you for a while, your content is absolutely stellar. And you've, you've got a strong focus on on teaching and giving and providing value. So that's that's something that I really respect and, and commend in a professional. So uh, anything else you want to tell us about? Uh, no, that's that pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that, that was quick, but that's okay. You know, we can, <laughs> we can deal with that. Uh, you know, Joe, absolutely fantastic guy. I, and, and I can't say enough good things about you, man. And I appreciate you taking the time out uh you know and 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 the cafe ambiance new york city and everything uh you know little uh 
little butt photo bomb just goes by. Uh, so we got a nice little shot of that. Uh, so thanks so much for sharing with us today. I love talking about martial arts and, and getting into the philosophy behind it. Uh, you know, those of you who are listening, got go go follow Joe. Uh, check him out at mayhorsestrength.com and again, uh, mayhorsestrength again on uh, Instagram. We are out of time, but if you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the crack out there, just please give our hosts over at ipmnation.com some love or subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever the heck else we put this show. This is Lee Rowley with my good friend Joe Gonzalez. Until next time, be present and be well. Are you looking at